All right, guys, welcome back to the Color Plane Podcast. Jess, good to be here. Great to be here. Tommy, two times in a week. Yeah, second time. It's great to be back on the, uh, the pod- podcast with you boys, on the Color Plane Podcast. Happy to be back. Um, special episode today. Got one of my best friends in the building for the, for the show. Um, a man that sort of doesn't really need an introduction. Um, he's done just about anything, everything you can do in the football world and um, it's been well decorated and we're excited to have Scotty on the show. So Welcome, Scotty. Thanks, guys. Privileged to be on the show. What Scotty Pendlebury, that is. <laughs> what episode am I on here? Like 30, five, six? 35? Yeah, something like that. No, the boys have been pumping them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. taken a while to get the invite there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> had to build up some uh, some stuff before we... Uh, yeah. uh, bit of equity in the game. Yeah, the yeah, form, yeah. Former podcaster himself. Yes. Yeah. 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 We were talking yeah. about that before. Yeah. Um, it's good fun, the podcast. You can just go over wherever you want it to go and uh, pump to be on. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. No, for sure. Yeah, thanks for taking the time, Scott. We appreciate it. And obviously, your, your resume goes without saying... Um, you know, captain Collingwood for a long time, Norm Smith medalist, um, won a premiership. So, you know, obviously everyone knows Scott Penderbury, the footballer, and, you know, that's pretty well um, covered by the media and, and everything. And so I think today we really want to focus on who Scott Penderbury is outside of footy. Let's do it. Let's do it. So yeah. who is Scott Penderbury outside of footy? Um, oh, I'd like to think I'm the same sort of guy, you know, sort of um, behind closed doors or in the media eye. Um, yeah, it's funny. A lot of people say that I'd probably live a pretty private lifestyle. Um, I just think I sort of keep my friends pretty close and I'm not looking for an, a massive circle of friends. I've got guys that I'm close with and um, I think I'm a pretty authentic person. Family means um, everything to me and... Um, I've been that way ever since I was young and I'd like to think that I'm still that way now. And um, Yeah, I've got a young family, two amazing kids, an amazing wife. Um, love what I do and, um, yeah, feel really grateful for the life I've had so far and what I'm continuing to try and build. Awesome. And so your family, Scott, Alex, your wife, how long have you guys been? Yeah, we've been together now... Oh, we're both not good at this. So, but we've been married. <laughs> I think there's someone gave us a cushion as a gift with like the wedding date on it. So we sort of keep that relevant in the house. So we both can remember. I think it was 2015. So what's that? Eight years coming up this year. We've yep. been married. So yeah, we've um, yeah been together for ages. Um, she's an amazing support of mine with you know what we do. She's an amazing mum now. Um, you know we've had a lot of great adventures. We both love to travel in the off season and um, before kids, those trips were pretty cool. And now with kids, they're a little, a little bit different, but we've had a lot of fun. And um, yeah, we often say we're sort of like best friends in that we love just to hang out, enjoy each other's company. And um, yeah, now with, with two young kids as well, it's just been great to see her as a mum who's unreal and absolutely hitting it out of the park. And yeah, we've had a lot of fun so far and I'm sure there's many more good times ahead of us. I guess to sort of lift the lid on that a little bit, obviously Al and Scott, pretty low-key, pretty laid back, as um, Scott just alluded to. And Al, if you're listening, sorry to bring this up, but in, in line with the pillar that they have, obviously, like I can't even remember sort of when it all started, there was a, a funny moment that just came to my mind. I think it was Scott's birthday a couple of years ago and um, he received a block of kitchen knives. Oh, he wasn't, yeah. Uh, wasn't too happy about it as a present. Yeah. Well, that's so what I knew that the kids took front and centre. <laughs> I think I was 31, maybe, or 32, and Al, like, wrapped up a present 
So we're not really like massive on presents for each other. It's sort of like I'll oh, go out for dinner or whatever. And mm. she's like, oh, I got you a present. And I was thinking, oh, this is pretty cool. Like, I wonder what <laughs> it will be. And I opened it as a block of like kitchen knives. I had to sort of act like a little bit excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I knew it was all about the kids. Yeah. The kitchen knives, let's be honest, they weren't for me. They were probably more for her. So, yeah, um, life had changed. Yeah, so. yeah, life had changed a little bit. So, it's all about the kids these days. But, no, nah, very, very enjoyable. Of which, Jack, is he entering primary school now? Yeah, so he's started primary school. Um, so, he's week seven or eight now. So, wow. um, yeah, it's a big change. Thrust in the deep end from kindergarten where it's all play-based and they can just do whatever they want. I remember about two weeks in, he's just like, oh, Dad, I can't just go play like whenever I want. I've got to, they make me sit there and do like <laughs> English and stuff. And he wasn't a fan, whereas, you know, seven weeks later, he's coming home now counting to 20 in Chinese. And, wow. um, yeah, you hear him running around the house counting in Chinese. And just like, what are you saying? Um, but, yeah, he's a, he's a funny little dude. And, um, yeah, we recently got a tramp at home and all his mates are into gymnastics. So you just constantly look over, he's just trying to do forward flips all the time. And, um, yeah, and then I've got a little girl as well. It's She's ELC, so she's three. Um, she's an absolute <laughs> menace. She's like a little tomboy because obviously she's got an older brother. So if you see her, she's got bruises all over her because she's just trying to keep up with a big brother. So, yeah, between footy and home life, I'm pretty busy but, but love it. You, I've read an article... Um, you quoted that you wouldn't, you didn't know what to do without Jacks in your life. Like, um, and what what does that sort of quote mean? Yeah, it's probably more. I think I've um, before I had kids, like you just have. It's like you guys don't have kids, do you? So you got like time on your hands, and you mm. just sort of like fill your day in. Um, you know, it's like coffee and all this sort of stuff, or whatever you like breakfast, nice work, podcast. Yeah, um, and I was there. I was there, and then now that I've got kids are sort of like I can't remember the time when you just used to have all that free time and um yeah because now whenever I have free time it's always you know I want to hang out with the kids if I can get away from footy club or whatever it is to me that time now is just always family time and it's like I don't really remember ever thinking oh let's go do this or whatever it was it's just you know like yesterday take the kids down to jump central because we've got like four hours off in the middle of the day it's just like what can go make them happy and yeah, we literally spent four hours at Jump Central, which was which isn't overly exciting, but the kids loved it. They get home, they're spent. So, yeah, I love yeah, I love the kids, and um, yeah, I sort of don't know what life was like. Probably wasn't as meaningful life really before mm. I had kids. Now that I've got kids. I just yeah, probably should have done it earlier. Do you find that having kids is, although maybe time wise you're more time poor now? Do you find that gets created more balance in your life? Yeah, definitely. Is, um, Help me switch off from footy um, because when you're sort of like footy can be just all encompassing like you can just get caught up in it um, and I've definitely lived in that space um, but yeah with kids you sort of like after a game if they come down to the rooms they don't know well, Jack's does now but initially they don't really know if you've won or lost they don't care they just want to see dad they want to kick the footy um, I remember I think it was after Tommy's first game or whatever like we went back out onto the MCG after it Jared come up and we're kicking the footy with Jacks after a game. I don't even know if we won or lost, but like that's a memory for me. Mm. And like it probably shows you that I don't even know what happened in the game, who we played, but I have the memory of kicking the footy on the MCG with Jacks after the game. Um, that's awesome. So it's just those type of things. And, you know, I might play like this Saturday, we play Port, um, whichever way that game goes, um, whatever happens, like after the game, like Jack's going to be pumped. Darcy's to come in the rooms, have a kick. It's like then you get home and it's like then you've got to wrangle him down for bed, all that sort of stuff. And it's like it's just, 
yeah, it takes your mind away. You've got more responsibilities than just being a footballer. And I, yeah, I really enjoy it. Speaking to Tommy, he said actually on the previous episode that Tommy was on that athletes are sort of innately selfish, yeah. like sort of part of the parcel. I guess having kids, would you say it's like it's bigger than you and perhaps it's like that first time you truly give yourself over to something bigger than you? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, when you don't have a family, um, you know, like in a family yourself, I reckon you are, as Tommy said, as an athlete, you are selfish. It's the nature of the beast. It's how you become successful, I think, is you do. You need to – yeah, you, you take more than you give because you, you know, you've – what, we've got 10, 12 years if we're lucky in the sport and you've got to make the most of it. But, yeah, as soon as you have a kid or kids or whatever it is, you just realise, like, all of a sudden it's like that's your world right there and you'll do anything for them. And, um, yeah, I remember – soon as we had jacks like we played hawthorne six days later it's like i was in hospital for probably three or four of those days with Al. i didn't care if i slept or not like it was all about making sure they're okay and the game of footy i couldn't have cared if i played well or poor and as long as alan jacks were okay and as soon as the game finished i was straight back to you know hospital and spending time with them and um yeah it sort of puts it the game in like i still like i love the game like i always have loved the game but it just puts it into its place a little bit better for me now mm. Was it always like that, or did was there a was there a transition period of getting to that point where you could switch off and all right, I'm away from footy now. Like this is what matters. Did you find yourself dragging in and nah, out family and football nah, at all? Yeah, it's just like a it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's one of those things you got to have kids to sort of understand it. Yeah. But like, yeah, my immediate thoughts like you know I train as soon as I'm off the track, you know, especially after our first. It's like you text Al, like, how's Jack's going? Has he slept well today? And <laughs> how are you going? Are you tired? Like, it, your thoughts are probably more at home than here. And then mm. as you get used to it and your head's not spinning because it's so, you know, it's a, it's a steep learning curve becoming a parent for the first time. Um, yeah, you start to balance it out. And I feel like that balance is really good. Like, when I'm here, I'm here. Um, but when I'm home, I'm home. I'm not really crossing over too much anymore. And, um, you know, as I said, like, the kids are a bit older now, so... If I come in on a day off and do recovery, I'll bring Jacks. Um, you know, I'm doing some footy coaching now, and I took him down Wednesday to do some footy coaching, and he just loved it. Like he was blowing the whistle at training, and <laughs> he thought he was the man. Like so, yeah, it's cool to bring them along for the ride as well, and yeah, um, sharing that journey. Yeah. yeah, I guess it probably like would just allow you to enjoy your craft more and your profession as well. Like you, yeah, when you're sharing got more it. balance, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, the time that you spend yeah, I think here that's and the thing, like yeah. sharing it with more people than just yourself like um, obviously I've got you know my mum and dad and my two brothers and um, yeah but you know last year playing my 350th in Adelaide like looking up and I've got like Jax, Darcy, Alex then her parents, um, my parents, my brother and sister-in-law you know all like a big network of people that you share it with it's just really cool and um, you know to have my kids in the song after the game like stuff like that they love mm. it so it's like I'm just sharing it more than just with myself and yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Speaking of the steep learning curves of becoming a parent, you know, you've got three mid twenty ish guys here, <laughs> probably wondering what the hell that's like. Yeah, yeah, you guys will find out. Yeah, 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 yeah. is it? Is it really I mean, well, Tommy's told me before he's babysat, <laughs> um, and it's like yeah. hard yards after four hours. So, yeah, 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 wait till that's full time. Four years, exactly. forever. Uh, <laughs> what, like, is there any like little? I mean, probably not a tips and tricks, but is there anything like, yeah, what, what's it like? I just don't know. I look uh, it's it's one of those things you know when like i don't know say if it's like one of those things you just can't explain to people um what it's all way less of a scale with with footy 
um, when you talk to guys about how good finals are, but they've never played finals. Mm. It's like you, you have you to live it. Of, yeah, you have to live it. You have to do it. You have to feel it. Like mm. our whole team last year after <clears> we played that final against Geelong, we lost by six points. Everyone walks back. They're like, oh, my God, finals is different. It's amazing. It's like yeah, I, t- I told you that. Yeah. But you like they don't know because they've never done it. You've got mm. to experience it. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe you all want to go out now and experience it. But, uh, <laughs> Footy finals or a yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> You might be changing your podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, let's let's pivot a little bit. You touched on just being present, you know, between family and football. And I think, you know, obviously before your family, it was just football for you. And obviously having that trait and that quality of being able to be where your feet are and be fully engrossed in what you're doing which was football, I think has held you in such good stead and you know, is why you've had such a decorated career and you are the athlete that you are. I'd love to touch on maybe your mentality a little bit as an athlete and I guess what that looks like, the inner workings of yeah. Scott Pendlebury's mind. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a tough question because um, it's probably something I don't reflect on very often because I'm still in it. It's probably something I'll reflect on more post-footy mm. or whatever, but... Um, yeah, I feel like it goes back like way before footy, um, you know, basketball days when I was young coming through and um, I was always sort of that kid at, you know, if it was a basketball camp and someone come and spoke, like I'd be really keen just to see what they said and there was always other kids sitting at the back just like mucking around or whatever but I don't know, it was a basketball camp in sale and they brought in like an ex-sale player, a men's player talking about what he does. I'd be like just so keen to hear about it and um, – yeah, I was really fortunate growing up in Sale. There was like a really good sports culture when I was coming through. Um, I had older guys that were sort of really good role models. <coughs> I had, um, you know, unbelievable coaches for that period of time that I come through. So I was really like, looking back, it's like ridiculous. Some of the coaches I had in a small country town that happened to coach me, not, you know, the age group above or below. And some of the players that were playing at the same time. So, um, yeah, sort of sports mad growing up and it just live with me like I remember like being like 13 playing basketball four nights a week training three nights a week just any waking minute I had I would just be either at the footy club or the basketball club just playing sport and competing and um yeah and then it just spirals because you start to love it and then I loved like basketball and then you just do whatever you can to be to be better and whether that's you know from from sale for me that was playing in the Friday night comp in Melbourne um so you travel after school three hours to play a game of basketball and travel home three hours. Like that's pretty mm. keen and good of mum and dad when they're <laughs> taking a 13, 14-year-old to do that. So, yep. um, yeah, and then from there, I don't know, it's just spiralled. And, um, yeah, I think I've always loved to, like, I think with like basketball especially, like you spend a lot of time by yourself, well, I did anyway, like shooting in empty gyms or training, like you would know. Like, And I could, like when I was young, I had no qualms getting up at, 5.30 and going shooting at the basketball stadium. Like I said, country town, so I had the keys to the basketball stadium. Like we lived 200 metres away, so I could do it whenever I wanted. But um, yeah, that, that sound of like an empty gym, the ball hitting the floor, like that to me was like heaven, just shooting for two hours before school or whatever it was. And so that's sort of like, I think I fell in love with the process of being, trying to be great. Um, and I think that's never sort of left me. Yeah, I think that, yeah. One thing that sort of jump or just springs to mind for me um, is obviously you're talking about like you just loved it and that and I think that's probably one of, as I've gotten to know you is like your 
Jack, you know, obviously wanting to dive in and understand your mentality, I think it's just as almost as simple as like you just love what you're doing and you almost love it more than anyone else. Um, and not this to compare it to anyone else, but um, and I think with that comes like, I think there's a lot of people out there that can be really stubborn or set in their ways and like they can see where they want to get to is like point A to point B and like over your over my time getting to know you, like the amount of different things you've tried yeah. and tried your hand at. Like I think <coughs> one thing that, you know, if people don't know Scott awfully well, he's probably like the most open guy to go and try something new and if he thinks it's going to help him get better or if he's just going to, you know, learn from it. Like I saw the other day, you went and do like a jujitsu type, yeah, yeah. type deal, but <laughs> like he's sometimes he'll go on like a crazy like long run or like, yeah. There's obviously a lot of stories out there about you doing yeah. trying different stuff, but that's been one thing that's been eye-opening for me is, mm. yeah, your ability to just try your hand at anything. Yeah, well, I just think there's so much, so much good stuff out there and good people. Like, um, I'm not sure how long ago we did the speed project work. Yeah, I was 33 doing speed training for the first time. <laughs> yeah. The slowest guy on the track you'll ever see. But um, I always just have the belief, like, it can't hurt. And if I don't like it, I can just subtract it from the program. But... Mm. I don't know, ones if I do like it and it does add a bit to my game. And um, yeah, it was funny. I did a session of um, with Max Viney, some jiu-jitsu stuff two weeks ago. Um, and in the game, like the, I had um, on Friday night, like six or seven tackles. And there was like three where it was like some of the techniques he showed me like translated straight into the game. And I just couldn't believe <laughs> how quickly I was able to get the Geelong guy to the ground and how easy just from some of the stuff Max showed me. Mm. Um and it's just tiny little things that I just never knew that he was like, oh, if you do it this way on this angle, this will make a big difference. And I did it and I was like, oh, my God, like, I don't have to f- grapple as hard or like literally turn it into this big like muscle v muscle. It's more a technique thing. And um, Yeah, so I'll probably go back and see Max. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess like off the back of that, your ability to want to try and delve into a lot of different things, that as I think you said at the start of the podcast, like, you think you're a pretty similar person to at the football club in a way, or Scott Penny, the footballer, is like he's the same guy. I think that's obviously bled into like your interests outside of footy and obviously um, some of your business interests. Just launched a new app. Yeah. Yeah. So dive like, into that. Yeah. So, yeah, we launched um, Temple App, which is, um, yeah, it was a long time in the making. It was about four years sure. in the making, more just spitballing the idea. And um, yeah, like it, it took many different ways and we got there in the end. So, um, yeah, so it's on, like that That app there is basically like, um, yeah, a wellness app, holistic, like mobility, um, strength programs, yoga, Pilates, all like sort of a one-stop shop. And um, the thought process behind it was um, trying to get everyday people to move better through stuff that I've experienced in my time. And, um, you know, because like for me here, if I hurt myself, I've got a physio that I can go see straight away, an osteo. Um, for everyday people, if you hurt yourself, you don't have someone you can just, mm. oh, I'll just ring my physio and just get a checkup straight away. So, yeah, on the platform, we've got, like, the, who we think sort of the best of the best, you know, physios, chiros, osteos, and they've got rehab programs for everyone on there. Yeah. So if you hurt your shoulder, you can jump on, you can do all that stuff. And because um, I know for me that's had such a big impact on my career, being able to, come back or manage injuries or get back and we sort of want to bring that to the to the public forum and yeah just learning you know pretty naive when you start you sort of think got a great idea someone will be able to just put this on an app for me and away we go in sort of six weeks um four years later but no it's um, 
Yeah, it's, it's gone okay. well, and it's um, yeah, it's sort of another part of um, yeah, trying to learn and get better and bring it to, to mm. life. And it, yeah, it's really exciting when we launched a few weeks ago just to see it on my phone and go <laughs> through it and everything that it's come and the feedback we've had so far has been really positive. So yeah, enjoying that process and seeing where it could lead to. Yeah. Not, not to digress at all from the template, we're going to dive into that in a minute, but I just want to, <laughs> I just want to um, quickly touch on your curiosity through like, I can see the link from you being that kid at sale <clears throat> and listening to, you know, the local basketballers who's come in, you've come with like an open mind and then for the jujitsu or the speed project when, you know, you're in the later stage of your career and technically you should know everything or have experienced yeah. everything, but yeah, there's a level of humbleness to you. I think, you know, you don't go, oh, I've won a Norm Smith. Like, why the hell would I go to like a jujitsu tackling thing? You're just open and curious. Yeah. And I think that's something you've conducted throughout your whole life. Yeah. And I think that's why you are where you are. Yeah. Well, I, I have got like a, I think I understand where I sit in. Like there's a lot of people out there that are very smart at what they do and very good. And, um, yeah, like if anyone wanted to come kick a footy, I can teach you how to probably kick a footy. So I know how to do that pretty well and handball pretty well. But, um, you know, like say like jujitsu, like I know nothing. It's like I go in open-minded or like in the business world, like through the app, like um, a couple of guys involved are like great mentors for me that are involved because they can teach me so much and I'm willing to learn. Like just because I can play footy doesn't mean I know everything. Like mm. I'm good at my craft and I love it and stuff, but I'm really open to learn about everything that's out there and build just a wealth of knowledge and make connect work, uh, make connections, networks, learn. Mm-hmm. Um, so also I know this game's going to stop for me at some point and, mm. you know, I still want to stay involved with the game when I'm done, but, you know, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's all in the app, like the app's going really well and I move into that space. So, um, yeah, just trying to keep my options open and, and just keep learning and meet new people and think of different ways to, to think. What effect would you love the app to have on the community? Yeah, well, for us is one of our things is just trying to get everyone to move better and move well and um, and have access to all the programs that we have um, as professional athletes. So, yeah, if that if we could get people out there with instant access, if you hurt yourself or you just want to do daily mobility or you want to do Pilates or whatever it is, um, you know, because the gym scene sort of exploded here. There's Pilates everywhere and all this sort of stuff. We just want to put all in a one stop shop and hopefully it helps people move and feel better yeah that's awesome um we'll just take a quick pause yeah, yeah. should we go and try and check yeah i don't know, I don't know. who was it see uh was it yeah they might have like sponsors and shit yeah i'll just go check <laughs> say we said we could come up here <coughs> yeah i'll say we'll be like <coughs> how long do you reckon we'll be not long no like no, 20 30 well they're not there yeah <coughs> Maybe continue on while Tommy. Yeah, we can continue on. Yeah, in case we get the old time to come back. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's really cool, Scott, in that kind of helping or trying to move yourself more efficiently and in better ways has kind of been your driving force, and you know, making yourself better as an athlete and a person. So I think it's now you know almost full circle, and it's a really cool shift of now you're trying to do that for others. Yeah, and you know, back to that selfish chat. You know, there's probably a time where you have to be really selfish to get all that knowledge and understanding yourself. And now it's a cool part of your journey where you can sit back and be like, yeah. "I've learned this," and now you guys yeah. can. Oh, no doubt. Like six or seven years ago, if it had been proposed to me to do it, I'd just been like, "No way!" Like, mm. I don't want people to know what I do or the things that I do. Like, that's my trade secret, my advantage on people. But um, 
yeah, like the amount of times, and like Tommy, you'd be the same. Like if someone hurts themselves, they'll ring me, like a mate or family friend or whatever. It's like, oh, such and such hurt his knee. Like, what did you do? Or he hurt his ankle. <laughs> what did you do? Like, it's like, oh, it's like so. Yeah, being able to put all that in one place for people, mm. I think it's really cool. And yeah, some of the feedback we've got. Um, we've got like a community chat on Facebook as well and just people like, oh, thanks. Like this mobility really helped my back or, um, you know, my brother-in-law who's part of it as well, an osteo, like, oh, that program for my neck, like really fixed me. Like, thanks so much. Like, mm. cause they, like, yeah, I understand like the general population can't just, oh, I hurt my neck this morning. I'm getting into the osteo this afternoon, like, like we can. So yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's been really good so far um, and looking forward to seeing where it ends up. Mm. Moving into leadership, you know, obviously you're the captain of the football club for, for the longest of time and now you, you're moving out of that. Like, how's that transition been for you? Yeah, it's been um, pretty seamless, I think, because it was um, thought about. It wasn't like sort of a real sudden, oh, I'm done. Um, yeah, when Fly first started here, um, yeah, he sort of said it's up to me what I wanted to do and I sort of thought that the club had gone through like a lot of change in 12 months and it would be good for the players to sort of... Um, have me as captain for one more year um, and at that stage it was sort of open like captain for one two whatever it may be but um, yeah after last year just thought like the program's in a really good space the team's in a great space um, and Darcy's you know going to be an exceptional leader of this club and yeah with my life as well with kids going to school and stuff like that I thought it'd just be a really good time to hand over and yeah and, and for Darcy as well to um, I don't know if he likes it or not but I'm still here if he needs any help or any questions and yeah, I think it's um, yeah, it's it's been a good transition so far, and um, yeah, I think it's been the right call. Would you say you've always been a born leader, or was that something you've you've also worked at a lot? Oh, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, it's a good question. Like a born leader, I don't know what that sort of. I don't know. Like I've always just been like passionate about sport. Like when I played basketball, like willing to learn. Um, but yeah, I think like it's sort of like the big difference is. Um, like, I think I was almost like a – because of the love of the game I've got of footy and basketball, like, I'm a like natural thinker on the field or, like, when I play basketball on the court, like, that leadership is probably natural to me. Mm. Um, just being able to help people and, like, you know, you need to be here or whatever it is. Um, but then I think you learn a lot about off the field, like how to manage players, manage relationships, um, communicate with staff, like that, speak at functions, all that sort of stuff is – definitely learnt in this environment like captain of Collingwood's a big club there's a lot of people you've got to talk to a lot of responsibility yeah a lot of meetings that you have to sit into um you know if like players muck up and things like that like you're sitting in meetings with like you know Eddie Maguire um president the CEO and they're talking about like sacking a guy and you're sitting there as a 23 year old from sale <laughs> like uh, I don't know like you're sprint. talking about sacking a guy and you sprint they ask you for your opinion or um, you know, if, like what coaching decisions and stuff like that, like which way or selection, and mm. yeah, you, you learn very quickly that you sort of got to wear many hats. So, yeah, I think on on the field, I'd probably be say like a more like just the yeah, that'd probably be more natural to me than off the field. But off the field, I've had to learn a lot more. Yeah, I think like my experience would be like when you say born leader, obviously, you know, it's obviously hard to sort of quantify that, but it's almost like as you said, you like his love for the game, and it's like. You love to learn and then your want and your desire and your will to help others learn and like bring a lot other people with you. I'd say like that's how I'd describe mm. his leadership, sort of having, I guess, been able to be a part of it. Um, yeah, like you, yeah, your want to learn and your want to help others to learn. 
it's probably, would probably be the way I'd yeah, describe well, it. I think that on the field, like that sort of comes natural mm. like that. Like, so I understand the game. Mm. Um, I understand how the coaches want to play. Um, so then I'm just trying to speed up other guys to get to that understanding of their role and what they need to do. Mm-hmm. So I sort of understand from a team dynamics point of view, if they can get there pretty quickly, then like as a team, we're going to sing pretty well on the same page. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's no different to like business. If it's all, everyone's aligned and um, communication seamless, like it will go a lot quicker and a lot better. Mm-hmm. But as soon as there's any fractures, then there'll be breakdowns, things will happen. And, um, you know, one guy will go left when you should have turned right, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, just trying to speed that up with, with our team and get everyone on the same page. And um, Because I've been part of teams that have been really good and when everyone's on the same page, it's a beautiful game. Was there a key moment, like a, like a key learning or steep learning curve off the field for you, whether that was like a chat with a player or is there anything that comes to mind? Oh, it's probably just like when I first started um, as captain, just those chats with players, like the hard conversations that you have to have <laughs> for the first time. Like, because I was vice captain here at 20. Um, (laughs) like but i didn't you didn't have to have those chats because maxi would do it Mm. but you could sit back and have the chats as a leadership group oh someone needs to go talk to player x and you could have all the greatest things and you're like yeah just tell him this maxi like it'd be sweet go down well but then maxi had to go into the room and have that Mm. and then when it was me that had to go have those chats like oh yeah it was like a lot of small talk at first oh how you going mate like oh (laughs) it's like oh anyway like you chew up like five or six minutes just trying to get to the point (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah um but in the end, I like did some work on it and stuff, and um, yeah, emotionally just trying to get to there. Like you know, like you know, if I just come to you and I was like, "Man, this is a really hard conversation to have." Like, and I don't really want to have to have this, but I think we've hit the point that mm. sort of emotionally connect, and they understand that it's hard for you as well, and it's hard, going to be hard for them to hear it. Right. It's also hard for you to have to deliver this sort of stuff. Um, so I found that sort of approach helped me a lot to actually say like, "This isn't easy for me." Like, I don't, I'm not just coming in here ruthless and just being like. Yeah. Hey mate, like you're done. Like grab your shit, get out. Like mm. it's like, hey mate, this is really hard. Like we need you to pull in here, and like you're gonna miss the next two games until you can get this going or whatever it is. Those chats were hard, but equally, the on the other side is those conversations when guys are flying or you've put in some work with some players and you see them going going really well. Like that's just as rewarding. Mm. Yeah, <coughs> I mean, with all the years you've been here, you would have seen the full spectrum of personalities. Like I can only imagine what reactions you would have had. Oh, yeah, well that's it. Like the because everyone gets here on like a level of talent that they've got in a football club, but like firmly believe the people that make it are the ones with the best characters and like they work hard and, and make it too doesn't mean like they play 300 games and blah, blah, blah. So they got the best out of themselves and they can walk away like happy. Like, cause there's guys that might've played 200 games that probably should have played three. Yeah. But there's guys also that have played 150 that probably should have only played 30. Mm. Like, so the good <coughs> characters make great football clubs and, um, makes it a place like at the moment our team's full of like just great people and it, when you come in here win or lose like it's just great to be here that you're not dealing with any people who think they're bigger than the group or anything like that everyone feels really valued and it's just a lot of yeah cool people we enjoy each other's company and it mm. makes it easy to go have fun together that's, that's like that all translates to business as well yeah like if you yeah if you don't have big personalities and you can just communicate effectively and predictability I'd say is a massive thing especially on field right yeah, yeah you know what you're gonna get out of someone yeah well I think that's just the whole character thing like if I can look to my left and look to my right and know that I trust you because I know you've done the work and you're not going to try and shortcut it mm. or you know I know that you're not going out there today thinking you need to be the man because it's like oh well, someone's gonna have to pick up the slack because if you fail at this then your confidence is going to be so low it's mm. like 
yeah, if you all just put your egos out the door. Um, obviously, everyone that plays sports got a healthy ego and a healthy confidence, but you've got to put that aside for the team. And as you said, like business would be no different. Like everyone needs to buy into the common goal of what the business is trying to achieve. It's not you know, for you guys, like with, with colour playing, it's not like once you get to that end point, like Tommy's then going to try and slip in and become the face and yeah, you know, no. male model <laughs> and yeah, yeah. You know, take over everything. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. pretty fast. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's why I think like business can learn a lot from footy and footy can learn a lot from um, business in terms of how like all those channels of communication and character and people involved mm. make them work. I'd love to diverge off that. So you obviously spoke a lot about business and, you know, you've got a few ventures in the works at the moment and, um, you know, you've been active in the business space for quite some time. And, you know, obviously you've spent 18 years playing AFL football. So football's been your life kind of forever. So football is life. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you spent half your life in AFL system, which is a long time. I'd love to go into your identity a little bit. And obviously AFL players and athletes – speak more generally, get pigeonholed into, you know, just being an athlete. Um, I was wondering, you know, obviously playing 18 years of AFL football, you're just, you're going to be not pigeonholed, but kind of wrapped in this athlete, you know, as a person. Yeah. I was wondering maybe how that sits with you and Um, and whether you want to change that. No, like, yeah, I'm happy. Like, like I know that I'll forever be tied like part of me is always going to be Scott Pendlebury, the football. Like I've played 18 years. Um, yeah, I've been here over half my life. Like, so I'm happy for that to be part of my story. But it's, I don't, I'd like to sit back in 20 years and it's hope. Like it's not, oh, this guy was just a gun football player. Mm. Um, you know, like, it, yeah, I think it's, as I said, like earlier, it's like I've got like a close network of people outside that know me outside of football and I'm not looking to, have like 30 people like I've time poor as it is so mm. like I love like my mates that are close with me um you know those that know me really well like I love a nice glass of red here and there love my food and cafes like that sort of stuff um yeah and like the football for me is um yeah I love it but I don't think you know when I'm when it's all said and done like I'll put a bow on my Collingwood chapter as a player and then look to move on I've um you know I've spoken openly about like sort of coaching ambitions and to me, that doesn't have to be here at the football club. Like, I sort of feel like I, if I want to get into coaching, it's almost go back in the draft and you'll end up, you know, whether it be like Gold Coast or GWS, <laughs> like I'm happy for that next journey and chapter. Um, yeah, Process. Yeah, and just get to work on whatever that next phase is. And, yeah, I think for, most importantly, like for me, like my identity is not tied to here. Like I don't mm. feel like, it, you know, if, if I was to retire at the end of this year, I don't feel like they'd, I'd be like, oh, my God, I need Collingwood. Like I need to get back there. Like I'm... Um, yeah, I don't know what is it like the um, like I say, like when you've been in the industry for so long, you sort of get like, right, um, I don't know, whatever that word is yeah. I'm looking for, so but you'd be, you'd be more lost, like outside, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I yeah, I think, like, yeah, I'm happy to be known as yeah, a great career at Collingwood, but yeah, I don't, yeah, after that, we'll see where it goes. Do you feel like lots of guys struggle with that? Um, I think it depends how well they're setting themselves up for life after footy and, um, what they want to do because like I I guess it's hard because why you like I'm doing what I wanted to do so it's like and I've been lucky enough to you know play for 18 years but I'm still doing what I want to do so I'm still like heavily invested in trying to make you know play for another two or three years if I can like instead of just being oh, I'm 35 I probably should 
one more year, it's like, well, how much more can I get out of myself? Like, let's find some avenues. So I'm still heavily invested in that. And then, um, you know, I'm sure when I retire, like there's, there'll be that part that you miss. Like when I see the boys run out when I'm not there, it's like, oh, that's the feeling that you're never going to replace. Mm-hmm. But I like, I know that. Like, and I'm not, I don't know, it's probably easy to say because I'm in it, but it's like, I'm not, I won't be searching to try and fill that void. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there's some things I want to do after footy, like there's marathons I want to run. Um, I want to get my black belt in jiu-jitsu. Like, yeah. It's just things like that. I've got like little yeah. things that I wouldn't mind ticking cool. off along the way. As yeah. of last week, you can't with that jiu-jitsu. No, I've, I've got a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, last week. But yeah, I've got like a, Tommy would know, but I love sort of boxing and martial arts. Mm. And um, yeah, so there's things like in that space that I would, wouldn't mind doing. And um, yeah, so see how I go before the body completely breaks. <laughs> From someone that's achieved so much in AFL, how do you come back every year? you know, refreshed and ready to go again? Um, oh, I think it's like what, what we spoke about earlier, just the process. Like um, I remember even just in like COVID, like me and Tommy just going down to like Alstonwick, spend like two hours down there just training. It wasn't like, oh, let's get back. And like, you know, you're doing it because you were getting fit and that, but it's just like fun for me. Like two guys on an oval when it's wet <laughs> um, and just getting after it, like doing 10 or 12 Ks and competing and running and, you know, one week Tommy would come down and he's like, oh, I want to do like 10 400s on the minutes or on the, every two minutes. It's like, oh, God, like, this is going to kill me. And it's like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, or whatever it is, it's just like that. Yeah, just keep getting after it and I enjoy it. And um, I think that's like when people say like, oh, when do you think, you know, you'll know that time's up? It's like, oh, I think for me, like clear indication is when the season finishes, if I don't have that itch two weeks later to get back to it. Like I've always season finishes and I always say, I'm going to take a month off, let my body recover. And it's like 10 days later, like we'll be texting. It's like, one. hey, do you want to play one-on-one? <laughs> Start playing one-on-one. It's like, hey, you want to go for a run tomorrow? Do you want to lift tomorrow? It's like, yeah. And before you know it, you've like seven days a week, you're going back at it and you're just like, and that's when I'm at, yeah, the most peace and happiest is when I'm playing, competing, training. It's, yeah, yeah. it's like peace for me. I guess when you sort of like done it for 18 years, as Jack said, but even longer than that, really like, you know, Pretty much started playing, you know, sport when you're 10 or 12 and, like, when you do it, you add that all up, you know, it's probably 20, 25 years of work. That just becomes, like, habitual and routine and mm. becomes a part of who you are. Scott, as, you're yeah. definitely in love with the process, but do you, do you just stay within that love and let the results look after themselves or do you make sure you have clear goals? Um, yeah, I probably let, like, I let the results just take care of themselves, but I've got... Um, like goals like even like on the weekend just got like a diary it's like a couple of focuses for the game that i'll write in like the day of the game i'll like look back just before the game starts and then i'll write them back in again just before the game starts as well just so i'm i'm across them but they're all sort of process based goals um you know for example it's like transition quick and early like and then i'll just say that over to myself and then it's just like yeah a few other things that i do but then like, I feel like I've done the work throughout the week with how I've set it up, that game day I've given myself the best chance and then what will be will be like mm. I've done the work, whether that's you go out there and you don't play very well, but you've oh, like I still run my patterns, I contributed on defence, I did all this. It's like then put your head on the pillow and you're fine. Yeah, I'm really fascinated because I, I think sometimes you can get so caught up in the result that you almost forget the process and or or neglect it but like, i feel when you are in love with the process those results just kind of flow yeah well yeah i think i've lived in that space for like as long as i, I think early days like second or third year i got caught up a little bit in like 
having to start well. I was always like, I want to start the game well. I want to get like my hands on the ball early. Um, you know, seven or eight touches in the first quarter, like just so I'm in. It's like, well, what happens if that doesn't happen? Yeah. What happens if you get three? What is that the day done for you? Like you've still got three quarters of the game left. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think it was like Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan was spoke about like just you got like six points a quarter. Like over four quarters, there's 24 points. It's That's pretty, pretty good, good. Like what happens is then one quarter you explode and you have, you know, 12 or 14. Then there's like, there's 34 points. It's like, mm. so my thing was always just like try and get like four or five involvements a quarter. Like, so then I've had 20 involvements in a game. That might be 10 possessions, 10 tackles. But like get involvements in a game. So mm. um, yeah, I found now like it's completely different. It's like early on games, just like try and hit a body, get a tackle, like just get physically in the game. And then, um, yeah, and then get those involvements. So like when I look back at a game, it's sort of like I sort of base my stuff on like score involvements and defensive acts. So it's not so much because AFL has become a lot about like, oh, you got 35 or 36 possessions. Like a lot of it's just junk. It's like how many score involvements did you have where it like impacts your team scoring and then defensively how do you help limit their scoring? So yeah. that's sort of how I look at my stuff now. I think a really clear pattern that I'm seeing is you kind of carry – these certain principles, whether it's in footy or life or business, that are, I think are holding you in a really good stead in terms of the long term, which is, you know, process driven. You're only exploring things that you love and that you're super passionate about. You know, it's not for money or for ego or for anything else. And yeah, that's what you know, leading into Temple, I think it's, you know, exciting to see where you, where you can take that. And you've obviously put in the work and four years is a long time to yeah, be building yeah. an app. So it's not like you've just cut short, you know, yeah. found shortcuts and got it to market as soon as yeah. possible and, and probably even in the last like 12 months we had a few chances to get it to market and i sort of laugh at it because like we're so keen to but it just wasn't ready or we weren't like it was 99.5 percent but we're just like the 0.5 percent wasn't good enough yet and we're like no nah, we need this to be better it needs to be this like it has to be nah do it again like do it again do it again like let's get this right because yeah once it's right i feel like it will just flow sort of like yeah, your process leading into a game, if it's right mm. and you're happy with it, like the outcomes will look after themselves and you can put your head on the pillow happy. And, um, you know, I've got some great like business mentors as well that talk about, it made me think of Jace, a guy that I look up to a lot. He's always said like, if you love it, go for it. But if you don't love it, you've really got to be considered about if you want to put your time and money and energy into that because business is a long-term thing. And if you don't love it, it's going to be hard to have that passion. He's like, you might be passionate for a year you might be passionate for six months but when that passion goes you don't love it like what what are you going to do mm-hmm. so yeah sort of good advice i got from him early days about go go after things that you love we're massive on mentors because i think and it sounds like you've just described that like they can just cut through on so much because they've been through the whole journey yeah do you, is there any other things you, jace has sort of taught you along the way oh it's just i think the a great thing about having like like for me, Jace, who I can bounce things off, is that he's seen a lot of it before and he understands and he can just sort of straighten you up a bit. And so, yeah, any questions I've got or whatever, I've just got a guy I can turn to and ring. And, you know, we've also got some great people at our footy club as well on the board or, um, you know, coaches or admin about anything where it's like, oh, I'm experiencing this. Sort of they almost laugh always. <laughs> oh, yeah, like I was, I remember doing that in like 96 <laughs> or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like sort of great to just know other people have been through that and they can talk you through why and, oh, it's a really good idea now, mate, but what do you think in 12 months' time? Oh, or, you know, um, like me and Alex, when we built a house in Elwood, we 
designed it and at the time when we're going through design phase like oh, i think about sort of kids and we sort of looked at each other and we're like 25 like, <laughs> oh, that's not going to happen like any foreseeable future and then all of a sudden we've got kids in the house and we're like oh we probably should have listened to the people that said like think about kids <laughs> blah 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 and it's just little things that you learn along the way um that hold you in good stead and yeah i'm a, a big advocate for mentors even with footy like paul lecura helped me so much in my first few years understand how to get the best out of yourself and how to train properly and how to manage yourself and it's funny he's now like a board member here and we always have a laugh about some of the sessions we did but it's, yeah it's great to because they those guys knows what it, know what it takes to be successful and whatever and if you can fast track that or get some help along the way it, you mightn't have to pay for as many mistakes that you might make 100 percent, 100 percent. what legacy do you want to leave behind at the collingwood football club well oh, topical question at the moment isn't it legacy at the football club is it, it is, uh, yeah Big theme for our head coach. Yeah, yeah. we're like a little uh, in a sanctum. Yeah, we yeah. feel <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like walls. Oh, like legacy. Like if people just said like I was authentic, genuine, um, and I just gave it everything I had. I'd be happy with that. Mm. Like there was no intention when I come here to be like I want to be a three hundred and fifty game player. Or I want to do all this it's like i just want to try and get the best out of myself um and that's yeah if my legacy is that he got his best out of himself well then i'll be happy with that it's funny you say like that keyword authenticity because like when i met you at a gym i was just like to tom afterwards i'm like that, you were just like the most like yeah you're like i was watching the nba and then, what do you think about the nba and you're like what do you reckon about like one-on-one and <laughs> you're just chatting away and yeah. i'm like you know i think that authentic self just comes straight out of you like you're yeah. not picking and choosing or holding back or putting on personas you're just like yourself so yeah i think a lot of people will get um when they meet like a footballer and and it's like stuff you have to learn as you go through and you become in the public eye but um yeah a lot of people like i know when i meet them they're sort of like wonder how this guy's going to be like is he going to be like really like stiff or is he and it's like i just am who i am and it's like i'll just be that person and then you guys can figure out for yourself if you like that person or not <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, g'day, mate. Like, Scott Penderbury, captain of the Collingwood football. <laughs> like, that's just not who I am. Or, and I'm not going to talk about, yeah. Oh, mate, did you see the game last night? Blah, yeah, blah, blah. So yeah. like, oh, like, I love other things as well. And I'll chew the fat about all that sort of stuff. Of course. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. It's important. Well, thank you. That's a great place to wrap it up, I think. Awesome. Yeah, appreciate you coming on. Extremely excited to follow Temple and that journey and life after football when that does happen for you. And uh, yeah, big fans. We might be Collingwood supporters now. To be cold. Let's see how we go. Yeah. yeah. I will if uh, Tommy didn't get me over the line, yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah, yeah, Scott yeah. gets me close. I don't know. Jack's already jumped post footy, but yeah, I think you know what you're doing right now, and you know you, you're definitely at the three votes on the weekend, and you're nearing, <laughs> I'll, I'll put it in there. But you're, you're nearing 35. Like it, it's pretty. I'm le- already 35. You're already, already 35. Yeah. Yeah. You're nearing 36. Like you know, it's pretty LeBron-esque in a way. I'm serious. Like you know, like. I think a lot of people will just be, especially, you know, if it continues to happen, which I think it definitely will, people are going to be asking, like, it's kind of, it's unprecedented, really. Yeah. Well, hopefully you can hey, keep going. This is where we've got to download this app and figure yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> this is the perfect plug for the secrets, yeah. yeah. See, yeah. See, where, see where it goes. That's it. That's it. <laughs> uh, on the secret recipe, it's all out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Temple the secret sources there. Yeah. That's it. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Enjoyed awesome. it. Of course. Appreciate it. Thanks, thanks Scott. Scott. Appreciate it, man.